Hello and welcome to the season two finale of the Swift Coders podcast. I'm your host, Garrick, and for this episode, I want to do three things. Talk about my experience at Swift Summit, give you an update on my life, and give you some holiday study slash goals for 2017 suggestions. All right, so getting right into it. Um, actually, before we do, I want to just give you a quick update. We're going to be on break um, until January 17th. I'm going to be on holiday, and I think it's important for uh, you know everyone to take a break. And yeah, so I'm going to be on vacation. Uh, you know, I hope everyone has a nice holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, etc. And yeah, we will certainly be back uh, January 2017. If I get super inspired and I have the time, you never know, I might put out an episode, but um, definitely look out for new guests and uh, new things. And we'll we'll talk about that a little later, actually, um, January 17th, 2017. All right, so moving right along, I want to tell you guys uh, about my experience at Swift Summit real quick. So Swift Summit San Francisco was a couple weeks ago, and I went up with my coworker, Nathan, and, uh, you know, farmers, uh, shout out to farmers. They sponsored us to go there, which was really awesome. It was my first conference, never been to one before, um, like a coding conference like that. And uh, went up for the weekend, had a nice time with, uh, with Lucy. And then the conference uh, was on Monday and Tuesday. And boy, it was really fun, but it's also really tiring because it was a two-day conference. By the second day, I was like, man, just meeting people, you know, because you want to, you know, you're there. You have to make the most of the moment. So, um, you know, it's just nonstop, like meeting people. And then, of course, you know, I have the podcast. So I wanted to meet people for the podcast. Uh, just real quick about the the conference. So um, really awesome. It was at the Palace of Fine Arts Theater. And it was like 30, about 30 minutes to 40 minute talks. Um, there was, let's say, like, I don't know, maybe nine talks um, uh, per day. And they're like the standard, like, presentation style talk, which are really cool. Uh, not my, you know, cup of tea. I personally like more uh, workshoppy, engaging, interactive talks. That's why I started Learn Swift LA, right? More like sessions. Um, but, it, but it was really cool. And the people, the guests or the speakers that they brought were just amazing. Um, and just to name a few of uh, the people who spoke and also who I met, I got to meet uh, Jesse Squires, so shout out to him. Um, uh, Chris Eidhoff, we had him on recently, super awesome, super nice guy. He actually gave me a, a hug uh, as we were leaving, you know, to say goodbye because, like, you know, we met over the wire and now we're meeting in person. And I just thought that was, like, really nice. Um, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Greg Hio, which was really cool, and Ayaka Nonaka. So those are just a few of the people I met. I also met, like, Alexis Gallagher and a whole bunch of other people. But everybody I met that I wanted to interview, I mentioned the podcast and said I want to interview, and they all said um, that they were super down. So um, look out for um, interviews with those people, and if you you know really want to hear them, also tag me and them on Twitter and say that you want them to be a guest on the podcast. Just you know get it out there some more. Okay, uh, last but not least about Swift Summit, I met someone at Swift Summit. Can you guess who it is? I met someone really important to the Swift, uh, you know, language, Swift community. Can you guess? Okay. You ready? I met Chris Latner. Oh, my gosh. Ah! Yeah, I met him. Uh, super nice. And we talked for a little bit. I told him, what was it, like three things, you know, that Swift changed my life. So thank you so much. Asked him about possibly um, interviewing him. And then I can't remember. Maybe there was a third one. But, dude, guess what? He says that he is a fan of the podcast. He listens to the podcast. He's been listening to since episode three, I think he said. 
And he gave me so much positive feedback and just like, what? Oh my gosh, I was freaking out when I heard that. I went over to like the Facebook table and uh, I was like, uh, yeah. And I started just being all awkward because I just didn't know what to do with myself. Oh my gosh, he's so cool. I got a picture with him too. So maybe I'll post that now that I finally like put it out there. But yeah, I met Chris Ladner and he's a fan of the podcast. Hey, Chris, if you're listening right now, keep doing your thing. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, just really, really awesome. Okay, so that's um, that's uh, Swift Summit. Actually, uh, final final thing uh, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no, that's Swift Summit. Um, really awesome. If you can go, definitely um, go. I think the biggest benefit for me, um, and I would say probably most people, to go to a conference like that is to meet people and to network. Um, the conference, you know, the talks are really cool, but you could always watch those um, later because they're recorded, and and they're not very interactive. So you know, being there is almost the same as watching, um, whereas if it was more interactive, you know, being in an interactive learning environment where you ask questions and things, you really form in, uh, knowledge and wisdom like and experience through it being interactive, you can kind of only do at um, an interactive conference, I would say. In any case, definitely go if you have the opportunity to. Okay, moving right along. So this is a bigger section uh, for this episode. Uh, and I basically just want to give you guys an update on my life. Um, you know, I'm the host, I'm the voice that you guys listen to every, every episode in addition to the guests. Um, so I just think it's important for you guys to know where I'm at. Hopefully it, uh, you know, gives you some insight to where, you know, you are or where you might be able to go or, or whatever. So essentially what I want to do is look at all the major things that are happening kind of in my life in 2016. I want to look back um, on that and also look ahead uh, for 2017. So let's start with one of the biggest ones, which is my current employment, farmer's insurance. So looking back, wow, I learned a lot. I mean, test-driven, functional, reactive, MVVM, continuous integration, dependency injection, agile, stand-up, reflection, um, DevOps. Um, oh man, what else? Uh, you know, just like just so much. I'm sure those of you out there who are working, you know how it is when you work and you're surrounded by other people. I mean, you just learn so much. So just in this last, let's say six months that I've been working there, it's just incredible. Like the amount of stuff I've been learning, shell scripting, right? Like creating cocoa pods, like creating my own cocoa pods. Um, I don't know, just so much stuff. So yeah, thank you so much um, for that opportunity. Whoever's listening, you know, and especially Yariv, thank you for hooking it up. And yeah, if you can, if you can find an opportunity like that, definitely take it. I mean, I started by working for just a couple startups and barely getting paid anything, you know, and then I was able to leverage that into a, you know, a better uh, paying job and, and, you know, being surrounded by people and and learning a lot. So anyways, looking back, I learned a lot. The next thing is I learned um, how to collaborate more. I feel like, you know, I was in school so much, especially in law school, it's very anti-collaborative, right? You're competing, literally competing against the people next to you. And I mean, I played in a band and so there's like collaboration there. I played in team sports, but I feel like I lost that ability to collaborate. I became very strong-willed, independent person um, and kind of lost that ability to to collaborate. And this is allowed, you know, this opportunity working at Farmers has allowed me to uh, become more collaborative. And so looking ahead... Uh, that is something I really, really want to get better at. I'll, I'll admit it here. I am actually not that great um, of a collaborator. I think it's just because I'm so strong-willed. Like, I know what I like. I know what my opinions are. 
And so I want to become a better collaborator in 2017. I want to listen more. Uh, I want to let pe- I want to hear people's ideas and, and really try to understand them. And I don't know. I don't know what it is, but just, be, yeah, just be a better collaborator. And I think if you read on every job, you know, website or, you know, job description, it's like collaboration is key. And so it really is, unless you're going to be maybe an independent or something like that. Uh, but even then you're going to collaborate with your, your um, client, so to say. So, yeah, I want to work on looking ahead. I want to be a better collaborator here at Farmers and just in general. But definitely I want to like learn that here. Also, I want to learn more. And uh, I'll get into a little bit uh, later about like what specifically I want to learn. But I'm hoping to just continue to learn a lot, a lot, a lot more here at Farmers. All right. So uh, that was Farmers. Uh, let's see. Looking back, uh, Swift, Learn Swift LA. So that's my local... Uh, meetup here in Los Angeles. Um, so looking back on it, you know, I founded it June 2015. We already have uh, 761 members. We've had 55 meetups in the past already, and we already have, um, you know, some scheduled for the rest of the year, and then we're going to hit it really hard in 2017 for sure. 55, it seems kind of a small number to me, I feel like, because we do it every week, but there were times where we took breaks. We didn't do it every week. Um, but in any case, 55, that's really awesome. And I want to just do a shout out to all the teachers. So now um, we have, let's see, Alistair Cooper, uh, Stephen uh, Berard, I believe, uh, Eman, Emmanuel, uh, R- uh, Raghav, um, and Courtney. So I have five, there's five teachers now, including me uh, at Learn Swift LA. So you have Stephen in Santa Monica, and Raghav in Eman, and Courtney also in uh, Santa Monica at GA, Stephen at Event Farm. And um, Alistair is doing that WeWork, and yeah, it's just really awesome. So just shout out to them, and hopefully it's giving something uh, in their life and pushing their lives forward. I hope to find um, you know, more members. Okay, Spaces, uh, Event Farm, General Assembly, WeWork, Blank Spaces, Opods, shout out to them. There's others, but those are the ones that really came through, especially Event Farm, General Assembly, and WeWork. Uh, thank you so much to them. Uh, we've been meeting at those very, very regularly. And yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, looking ahead, why? Why am I even doing this? Why am I still participating in Learn Swift LA? I'm actually not that active. Uh, I've been blessed to like have these other session leaders, these other teachers take over, which is great. And so I can focus on other things. But why am I still involved? It comes down to uh, kind of the same thing that why I started it. So when I started it, I drank too much coffee and just I wanted to meet people, right? So I started it, and I didn't like what was already out there. Um, But what what I realized was this meetup it makes it more accessible to people who otherwise can't find a meetup that help that works with them. They maybe they live in East LA or something and they can't go to Santa Monica, right? So I wanted to make this meetup especially for Hollywood and downtown. I've been slacking on that a little bit, and I'm in 2017 hoping to make that better. But like, essentially, it comes down to access. If someone has the ability to go to a place where they can be inspired and change their life, that's amazing. That's gold. And that it literally can change your life, just like me. And if that opportunity is not there for them, then it's slightly harder. Maybe impossible? Probably not, but, but slightly harder at least, right? If the opportunity to change your life isn't there, you might have to go find it somewhere else or maybe it just won't happen. Um, so that's like why I'm still involved. I really honestly feel like these kind of meetups can help people cha- uh, help change people's lives. And so that's why I'm still doing it. Uh, looking ahead though, I want to find more teachers. So if you're listening 
and you're in LA or, and you want to come teach, do it. If you're somewhere else, you should go teach at a meetup. Uh, I want to find more teachers. And then also spaces. I want to find more spaces in LA. So if you know of a place in LA where we can meet, definitely hit me up because it's really hard to find a meetup for beginners because employers don't really care about beginners. They want to recruit uh, advanced, you know, talented people. So they'll host meetups like Cocoa Heads. But, and then you have like maybe these teaching places like boot camps, like general assembly type places. They're interested in, in um, beginners because they want to sell their courses to them. But actually, I, you know, I don't know. It's just not, they're not that excited to like host a meetup. I'm not sure why. Um, but still, you know, we work in general assembly. Really, thank you so much. But still, I feel like more. I, I want more. So hopefully I can find more spaces. And if you are a space, if you have a space, somewhere else that's not in LA, hopefully you can offer your place to, to the local meetups um, in your town. Because it, again, it really changes uh, people's lives and makes things a lot better. So yeah. Okay, so that's Learn Swift LA. Moving on to Swift Coders meetup. I have another meetup here in Los Angeles called Swift Coders, sort of like the companion to the podcast. And I created it because I wanted something that would attract more advanced, everyday Swift developers, people who are using the Swift on a daily basis, and I wanted to attract those people so I can surround myself with them, I could teach them, they can teach me. And I also wanted to have a couple different more focuses on it, like I wanted to focus on iOS development, but I also wanted to think about the other things that are happening around Swift, like open source, server side, and uh, whatever else might be there, uh, What you, Swift scripting, for instance. And so, but I wasn't able to focus that much on it. We only had a couple meetups. Um, shout out to Twitter Dev. We had a Twitter Dev meetup at GA. That was awesome. Yareev, um, Yareev um, gave a talk on that one. Bear Douglas uh, was there, I believe. Anyways, so I wasn't really able to focus on it that much because I was doing so much else, like the podcast, the other meetup, and getting a new job and having to learn so much. But um, you'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but my goal for 2017 would be to um, you know, hit on that really hard and start uh, making Swift Coders happen. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Looking ahead, 2017, this 2017 is going to be the year for Swift Coders meetup. I want to do it. I want to focus on that meetup because I want to improve, I want to teach these more advanced things I'm learning to more advanced people and potentially have them teach me back, right? So I want to start doing it at least monthly, if not bi- bi-monthly, if not weekly, like I was doing Learn Swift LA. Luckily, I can do it here at Farmers, uh, hopefully. We'll see. I'm going to try to make it happen. I'll let you guys know how that goes. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to just be presenting or like doing the same kind of session leading that I was doing at Learn Swift LA, so still interactive, but about all this advanced stuff. And so the first thing I'll probably do is like the... Um, test-driven, protocol-oriented, functional reactive, MVVM stuff I've been uh, doing, which I really, really like. <laughs> and so what I, what I also want to do with that is kind of roll that into, you know, getting more experience doing these type of talk presentation things and potentially do conferences around the world. You know, like I, when I went to Swift Summit, you had um, Chris Eidhoff coming from like Berlin and then you had, um, I don't know, just people, I assume not everybody was from San Francisco. I think there was a few other people that had flown in from other places. Maybe not. But in any case, the idea would be to, I don't know, just go to conferences and like travel and see different places maybe a couple times a year and give talks on stuff that I care about uh, related to Swift. And like that's a real thing. People are doing that. For instance, like Chris. And um, I feel like if I can start doing the Swift Coders meetup more, that will build up my sort of repertoire and uh, my ability and my skills uh, in that kind of uh, position. And then I can start applying, uh, doing these like call for proposals for these conferences. So yeah, 2017 is definitely the year. 
and uh, hopefully I just make that happen. So yeah, you guys, if you're in LA, you can look forward to that. All right, Swift Coders podcast. Let's look uh, look back. Uh, really, really awesome, awesome. Changed my life in um, I don't know in different ways. I've just had to be I have been able to meet so many people. I would say going into the interview at Farmers, for instance, and, and the other places, like it just showed that I was super passionate about Swift and, and iOS development. So it really changed my life in that sense. And yeah, I got to meet so many people and have such interesting talks. And I got a lot of feedback from people and they they really enjoyed the podcast too um, for different reasons. And that's ultimately why you know I wanted to create it, to give back and to hopefully inspire people. So yeah, 35 episodes. This would be the 35th episode. We had like 30 different guests from all over the world. We had a couple repeat guests like Garo and Radic and Gennady. But yeah, guests from all over the world. Yeah, like Radic from, I think, like Poland. Gennady is in Israel. Uh, Yoni, I think. Or, well, Gennady was actually in San Francisco, but he's from Israel. He's in Israel now. Yoni, his friend, is in Israel, I believe. Um, I had some guy in the Czech Republic. Um, I can't remember his name. Let me look it up real quick, actually. Uh, who else did we have? We had a bunch of people from New York. Uh, we had Erica Sadoon, Ash Farrell, Chris Eidhoff, Gilbert Osborne, Chris uh, Hinman from in LA, Patrick Bohr from IBM. Um, yeah, just just crazy. Um, anyways, just really really awesome. And let's look at like the stats real quick because I thought it'd be pretty interesting. The most popular episode. Uh, is Josh Brown. If you remember the iOS consultant and content publisher, he had that like um, Swift JSON book. He had 2,100 downloads. So um, total downloads of the whole podcast, 34 episodes right now, is 39,000, about 39,000, 39,058. So almost 40,000 downloads, which is pretty cool. Um, We averaged about like 1,000 to 2,000, or I would say like 1,500 um, downloads um, an episode. Anyways, Josh Brown, 2,100 um, downloads, which is pretty interesting. I think that that's the case because um, he had already had like his own sort of con- his own network of people that were really interested in what he was doing. The next most popular episode was Radic, um, his not his dub dub episode, but his just real episode, and that had 1,800 downloads. The next is Gennady, also his real um, interview, and he had 1,600. Pretty cool. And you know, this is all organic. I uh, the only real advertising I did was through my meetups and then whoever the guest was hopefully would advertise. I didn't do any advertising. And I think, um, let's see, let's talk about like looking ahead. So that would be something I feel like I want to maybe double down and like advertise the podcast somehow more to just get more listeners. Um, I feel like if it benefits people, hopefully it can benefit more people. Um, so, and, and you guys can t- uh, participate in that by just sharing it with your friends. So definitely do that if you feel like the podcast deserves it. If it's helping you, potentially it could help someone else. So yeah, I want to um, I want to just grow the audience more. I mean, if you look at like iOS Dev Weekly, that that email, he gets like, I think he has 40,000 subscribers. Um, this week in Swift, Natasha the Robots thing, um, she, you know, she has like, I think 15,000 subscribers or something like that. So I feel like there's at least more than 2,000 people that are interested in the podcast. So I, I'd like to reach them. Um, and the reason, uh, you know, one of the other reasons I should say um, that I would like to do that is maybe I want to possibly monetize the podcast. Uh, I don't know if I'll do ads, but, you know, maybe I would be open to it. But I was thinking maybe of doing Patreon. 
Uh, and we'll see. I opened up an account, I started playing with it, and we'll see. Maybe I'll do a Patreon account. And if there's any of you guys are out there, if you would, you know, support me through Patreon, let's say like a dollar per episode or whatever, hit me up and let me know um, on Twitter because then that would make me feel like, okay, maybe I should do that if people are willing, willing to do it. Um, I mean, I've been doing this all for free. You know, I pay for um, the hosting. I pay for the cast where I like use to create it. I pay for the meetups, like all out of my own pocket. I don't make anything. The only way I benefit from it is like all the indirect benefits of learning, um, meeting people, um, teaching and then learning. Right. And then also like going into an interview and being like, hey, I have this podcast. I have this meetup and then getting hired. So like that's that's compensation enough for me, but I feel like if I monetize it, then maybe it's I can spend more time on it and make it better, um, et cetera, which, I'm, you know, you guys get all that. Uh, the other thing I'm thinking for looking ahead on the podcast is definitely more guests, you know, new guests. So you guys can look forward to, to more guests, um, but also a new format or multi-format. I'm not sure yet. I think I'll still do the interviews, but maybe I'll switch it up a little bit or maybe I'll just have multi-format. Like I'll do interviews, but I'll also do other kinds of episodes. Um, check out this uh, podcast. It's my new favorite podcast with Sarosh and Chris. It's called Fatal Error. Oh my gosh, I love this podcast. And they talk about like one specific talk, topic in iOS or, you know, Swift development or iOS development, I guess. And I really like that. So maybe I'll do something kind of like that, but more solo, almost like a presentation, but in podcast format. Anyways, I'm not sure yet, but you can look forward to something like that in 2017. The other thing I was thinking is multi-host. So why do I have to be the only host of this podcast? I have other teachers who are leading sessions of my meetup. Um, so and and you know I want this podcast to continue. And I don't know, maybe one day I just don't want to do it, or maybe you know I want to take a vacation, but the podcast should still live on, right? So who knows? Maybe I'll have new get a uh, new host, and they can interview people, or maybe the host has their thing, like this in, this idea they want to do. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to host the, the podcast, hit me up and we can talk and maybe there's something um, that will work. Regardless, though, you can at the very least look forward to 2017 being pretty much the same um, as it is. You know, I'm going to be interviewing guests because uh, I still have plenty of people I want to meet and interview. And yeah, and you can look forward to really nice interviews of, of Swift developers. All right. So let's see. That's pretty much everything in my life. I mean, iOS development really does uh, and Swift development really does take up a lot of my life. I have like other things that, you know, I have a fiance and I have this thing I do called Habitas. I do like guest relations for them. Um, but I'm really just been focused on this because, you know, I'm making a career transition, um, like still two years into that transition. So to change my career, I really do have to just be focused on this one thing, which it's kind of been you know, I've, I've had to temper it back a little bit because I've, you know, kind of lost my ability to have fun. Um, and yeah, like almost lost my interest in other things. So this is something I'm definitely aware of and I'm going to hopefully work on in 2017. But I think it's just the way it, you know, the way it is when you, you know, you make a career transition, you kind of have a lot of catch up to do. And I think I've done a pretty good job, um, you know, going, you know, actually a good job since, I guess. Okay, let's talk about goals for 2017. Now, these are my goals. And uh, just a couple, and they're all mostly development related. I have, you know, personal kind of goals, um, but I, I just kind of want to focus on um, on these one, uh, these ones. And these are like, 
development uh, specific. So everything I mentioned about looking ahead for each of those life sort of life topics, like my podcast and the meetups and all that, <clears throat> and farmers, those are obviously all goals for 2017. But in, in 2017, like Swift related, I want to learn more about open source Swift. So I actually just wrote um, sort of like a proposal. It's on my blog and I used um, Playgrounds and the IBM Swift Sandbox to kind of create what like an interactive proposal. And I, I don't really think I'll create a pro proposal from it ultimately because I think it's a moot point. Uh, it's about implicitly unwrapped optionals, and I think that they're going to ban that thing anyways. But anyways, it was really fun. But maybe I'm going to continue to try to learn about open source Swift. I've tried, and it just seems like, I don't know, I, I need to... And you just need to do like a getting started or see a getting started guide. I know like Russ Bishop, I think, has like a video that you can find on Realm. Maybe I'll watch that again. Um, or maybe, you know, some, someone has like a really good getting started guide. Uh, hopefully I can go through that and, I don't know, just at least create a proposal and maybe go through the process of like talking about it. Ultimately, I don't care, you know, if it gets accepted or not because I haven't really had any ideas but I have a um, that I feel really passionate about. But I have some ideas that I think could be worth at least to to make a proposal. So open source Swift, I want to um, maybe create my own proposal, proposal and also participate in the review process. Like you don't have to write a proposal; you can just talk about other people's proposals, right? So maybe learn a little bit more about that. The next would be server side Swift. So I've messed with this a little bit. Um, you know, went to Swift Summit and Chris Bailey was there and gave a talk, and that was amazing. I had a couple meetups where we did it, and um, I part I just um, did a little bit of like Kitura the other day. Basically, just had like Hello World um, from my local host or whatever, something like that, and that was cool. But I want to learn more about server side Swift and what I can really do with it. And so, who knows? Uh, hopefully, I can do something really awesome with that. I think that there's a lot of potential there. And yeah, I don't, I don't really know much about server side development, but I love Swift and I want to, you know, I want to write Swift in all the different places and applications that I can. So that's one of them. And yeah, hopefully I can do that. The next is Swift scripting. I've only done again, like a very basic hello world. And then uh, I, I was like, oh, I don't know, like, does this really make sense? Because if why don't I just do it like, you know, like a shell script or whatever, because some of the like, let's say you want to do like git um, checkout or something from the command line, right? And you, but you want to put that in a script. Ultimately, in a, in a Swift script, you have to actually just still write like git checkout, but you kind of wrap it in this, in this interesting way where it then just writes it kind of in the terminal. So you're writing Swift, but then in quotations, you're just writing git checkout. I'm like, okay, well, why not just write git checkout? Um, Anyways, go check out, um, let me check out, his, what's his name real quick? He is a lead iOS developer at Spotify. His name is John Sundle, um, at John Sundle, J-O, um, I'll link to it. Uh, and anyways, he created this um, thing called SwiftPlate, and it, and it basically does something like a pod libcreate, like create a CocoaPod, but it's like cross-platform. Anyways, he did it using a Swift script, and I was looking at it last night, and I'm like, man, this is amazing, like, and he said he's been doing Swift scripting. He converted all his like Python, Bash, and whatever scripts to, to Swift, and he's gonna put put it out there more. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that, and um, yeah, just learn learn you know more about Swift scripting because uh, that's one thing I really uh, learned at Farmers was like automation with using scripts, 
And it's like really cool. So if you ever find yourself doing the same thing over and over again, man, write a script for it, right? And so um, if I could just do it in Swift rather than having to learn another language, that'd be awesome. So Swift scripting, definitely want to do that. Um, let's see, dynamic libraries with CocoaPods Swift Package Manager. So uh, I've learned about CocoaPods and creating my own using the pod lib create um, command but I, I just want to learn more about them, kind of like how it all works, I guess. Because anytime I'm working with CocoaPods and something doesn't work, I feel like, oh, I don't really know what's happening under the hood there. So maybe learn a little bit more about what's happening under the hood. But then also learn about the Swift Package Manager. How uh, maybe, I'll con um, maybe I'll make some of the pods I have. I have like two pods at least up um, on, Git on my GitHub. And maybe I want to have Swift Package Manager support for that. And just learn about that more because uh, if it's easier, if it's just, I don't know, if it's easier to do it. Also support like multi-things, um, right? CocoaPods and Swift Package Manager and Carthage or whatever. So yeah, that's definitely something I would like to learn. Uh, the next would be GitFlow, GitHub, command line. So just continue to improve my GitFlow uh, skills, like knowing the common practices. Like for uh, a branch, do you do like the branch type, like feature slash or feature dash? Uh, do you, when you do a release, do you use the, a V and then the release number or do you just put the release number? Like all these things I feel like add up. And when, it, when it's all uniform amongst um, across teams and, and even developers, since the open source community is so big, right, and there's so many pro projects out there, if, if we all kind of agree on some common practices, which I feel like we do for the most part, um, it makes uh, things more efficient because all those little things that you save, all those little bits of time that you save, from not having to like second guess or second look, take a second look, add up. So yeah, just improve my Git flow uh, and like practices, understanding the common practices, and then how that kind of works with GitHub. Um, or well, we we use GitHub and GitLab. I know there's all those other solutions out there, but I think you know GitHub seems to be like the kind of the winner, right? Uh, at Swift Summit, the um, was it Bill, Buddy Build? I think put out some statistics, and there were like 95% of uh, their their clients out of a thousand people they surveyed uh, used GitHub in the cloud, right? So it's kind of the, you know kind of the standard. Even Swift open source is on GitHub. So anyways, I just want to like learn how to use that more and more advanced, um, and then also do it from the command line. There's a lot of things you can do from the command line. Maybe it's just easier. I like you know being able to do things on the command line. Just feel like I'm more in control in a way. Um, so yeah, that's something I'd like to to look into, and then also. Um, next would be computer science fundamentals. So when I was at Swift Summit, I asked the, uh, the, the software, like lead software engineer for Uber. His name is uh, Doimus, Doimus something, I can't remember. And man, his presentation was amazing. Look out for that one. He basically talked about how he, uh, they rewrote their whole Uber app um, in Swift. And man, that made me want to like go work at, at, uh, at um at Uber, because like the whole practice, their practice just sounds amazing. Like the whole continuous integration and like DevOps and the whole development cycle, their flow just sounds amazing. Anyway, so afterwards I went up and talked to him and I was like, you know, what can I do? This is my background. This is where I'm at. And I even asked that for a couple other places like Facebook, just to like see what they thought. And they all said kind of the same thing. Like since I don't have a CS degree, work on computer science fundamentals, fundamentals, but they both said the same thing, which was like um, data structures. I don't know what, like why that's, I don't know, so important, I guess. Uh, maybe I should probably look into that. Uh, anyway, so that's something I want to do. Like, I don't know, maybe check out the Stanford course. 
Uh, I know there's one uh, free Stanford course on like kind of computer science fundamentals. And yeah, just like brush up on those skills. Because I would like to just know more about how this stuff is all working. I love being an iOS developer, but I want to, you know, I don't know, the, the future is right. You have like all these people are talking about like machine learning and AI and virtual reality and computer vision and like all the, I don't know, serverless and whatever, you know, and I just want to be able to do other things, I guess. I mean, I love iOS development, but I just want to know how to do more things, I guess, and just be uh, more versatile. I don't know. So, and yeah, just have like a stronger understanding of like what's really going on. Okay. And last but not least would be Swift Coders Conf. It's a working, working title or whatever working title. I wanted to do this since, I don't know, a couple, I don't know, like a year ago or around the time I, maybe after I, I started the meetup. I just want to have a conference. I don't know why. I come from a, like a music and event production background, so maybe that's why. But, and there's no like Swift iOS um, conference in LA. I think maybe because we're so close to San Francisco. I just think it'd be really cool, and I want to do it in the more of a session style. Uh, if, you, if you've seen something called Swift Alps, maybe something kind of like that, but just like sessions. Um, I went to this thing called SoCal Code Camp recently. I was super fun, and it was like, they called them sessions, um, but it was kind of, present. I'm sure it was like some of them were presentation style, but my session, one of them was a presentation, and one was like more interactive. And anyway, so Swift Coders Conf, let me know if you guys think that's a good idea. I definitely, it's something that kind of is just in my head and won't go away. So hopefully I'll do it in 2017. I don't know. I'm looking for a venue sponsor. I, don't, I feel like once I find a venue sponsor, then it'll just be a lot easier because once you find a, a place to do it, it's just everything, for me at least, falls into place. So anyways, that might be something fun to, uh, to look forward to. All right. So that is um, my goals for 2017. The last bit uh, about of this episode, before we go, I just want to talk about um, sort of like final thoughts. It's uh, things to do during your holiday break or maybe goals for 2017. So if you have something to do between now and, and 2017, just do that. But if you are looking for something to do, um, this is what I recommend maybe you could do if, if um, you know, if you're looking for something and need a suggestion or if you need a goal for 2017. And I kind of broke this up um, between like skill level. So if you're a beginner, I recommend you start a tutorial and finish. That's it. Because again, we get so distracted with everything out there that you know, it just, it's almost like this kind of guilt kind of builds up. And like I started this tutorial but didn't finish it. And anyways, just if you start something, finish it. And that's actually the best thing to do in life in general. Um, just, you know, when you start something, finish it. But that's what I would recommend. If you're an absolute beginner, um, pick up a tutorial or whatever it is, if it's the Stanford course or a Ray Wenderlich tutorial, start it and finish it. All right, if you're more of like an advanced beginner um, or even like maybe an intermediate beginner, I would say try to learn a new framework. Uh, let's say core location, if you've never worked with core location before um, or, or any framework that you're interested in learning. And, and when you go to learn, uh, start at the Apple Docs, developer.apple.com. Start there. Don't go straight to Google, Stack Overflow, or some tutorial. Start at the Docs. And you might not be able to figure it out, and that's fine. But one of the skills that you need to start learning is going to the Docs and reading. 
the docs and understanding how to use the docs to learn what you need to learn. And so if you want to learn something, let's say, like core location, go to the docs, read them, try to implement it, try to implement like the most basic form of whatever it is you're trying to do. If you're having trouble, then go to Google or Stack Overflow or, or a tutorial and, you know, find the answer. But really try to go to the docs first. All right, if you are an intermediate, so not a beginner, but like, you know, and this is kind of arbitrary, you know, it's up to you to kind of decide. Um, but if you're intermediate, if you kind of consider yourself intermediate um, and you're still using storyboards and you haven't done anything programmatic or you haven't really done that much programmatic, um, you, you know, creating views programmatically or done any programmatic auto layout, I would recommend starting to learn about that now because storyboards are awesome, but it's also good to understand what's actually happening on, under the hood. And you'd be surprised how many companies um, actually don't use storyboards uh, but um, do things programmatically. And so start to, to learn how to create views, custom views programmatically and load them into a view controller or, or even just create views all in the view controller and then learn how to do programmatic auto layout, whether, whether it's... Uh, I challenge you to, to learn the visual format language. Not that hard once you get the hang of it. Um, or you can just use like the iOS 9 anchor, layout anchor thing, or you can use um, just the NS layout constraint initializer. Um, you can even do stack views um, programmatically. So try that um, because it's a good skill to have. Next would be advanced intermediate. So someone who, uh, well, advanced intermediate, but someone who has not yet uh, started working on learning uh, source control, Git, Git flow, uh, and even if you're, you know, you work by yourself, you need to start learning source control and you can do this by yourself and you can actually do the whole, uh, Git flow, um, kind of cycle all by yourself. If you really want to, you know, go for it, I would, um, check out the Git flow on uh, Atlassian, you know, and set up a GitHub page for yourself. You can start creating issues and then you know, implement those, um, issues, uh, as like feature branches or chore branches or bug branches, whatever off of development and then do PRs and merge them in. you you know, you'd be doing it all by yourself, but that's fine. Now, if you don't want to go that extreme at the very least, just start learning the basics of source control and the standard pretty much out there now is Git. So, um, start, so start learning that. And then let's say, uh, and you can use like source tree or GitHub client or whatever, all these GUIs, you can do that. Um, but if you really want to um, go for it, uh, try doing it from the command line. And if you are doing Git flow and you haven't done it from the command line, try learning that now. Because, uh, I don't know, it just seems to me like it's more powerful. It's also just more simple. Like there's less like kind of clicking and things. You just kind of do one line to just do one thing. And I also feel, again, this kind of goes back to like uniform Git flow in the whole community. Um, I think especially, uh, you know, how we work at Farmers, you know, we pair, we move around. Like I can go to, a, you know, someone can come over to my workstation and they might take over or I'll go to their workstation and I can take over. And if let's say, the, you know, someone that you work with is not using um, Terminal, they're using like um, Source Tree or Git Tower or whatever it is, and they want you to do something on their workstation, well, now you're kind of slowed down because they're using Git Tower and their terminal is probably not set up how your terminal is set up. And then you just kind of, it ends up kind of slowing you down. So 
I mean, I'm not trying to say the whole world should all be doing the exact same thing. Like everybody should use Oh My Z Shell or, or something like that. Although that would be kind of cool. Um, but at the very least, start if you're already doing Git and you know you kind of have a basic understanding of Git flow and, and you're using a, a GUI, try using the command line. Um, it's really cool. And I just feel like it's kind of a gateway to other things like scripting and stuff like that. Okay, next would be uh, an advanced junior. So, uh, you know, someone who is, is uh, well, I guess it's even really just like a junior uh, or advanced junior, let's say. Uh, you know, someone who's been doing it for maybe a year or, or maybe a little longer or even like a little less, but they're just really good. But they're about to maybe get a job or they're at their first job. It might be like a startup or something like that. Check out unit testing. Uh, because this is something that's becoming increasingly more important in the iOS developer community. It's really big, apparently, in like other communities like Ruby, etc. Um, and Apple only recently started putting focus on it, uh, maybe a few years ago, let's say, when they when they put out um, XC Test Case or um, XC Test, I guess, would be the framework. In any case, it's becoming more important, and you have Apple talking about it more at every dub dub. And employers are are more interested in it because everyone's kind of moving to agile and extreme or whatever. And it's becoming more important. So if this is something that you can start learning and, and go into an interview and already have some experience with that, that's going to definitely you know, put you ahead. And it's just really fun and good to do because you know, your, co- your code is it's testable. Your code is safer. It's uh, more robust, more resilient, more maintainable. Uh, I don't know, all these really good things. Uh, yeah, and it also forces you to uh, encapsulate your, your logic in order to make your code testable. So it kind of reinforces, um, you know, just really good coding practices. So uh, start learning about unit testing. Like, what is unit testing? How do you do it using XC Test? Um, or check out something like Quick and Nimble. Uh, I love using Quick and Nimble. Uh, maybe you know, maybe start with the basics first, and then uh, learn um, Quick and Nimble, or or not. All right. The next, I would say, let's say you've done all that. Like, Garrick, man, what are you talking about? I do that, you know, for breakfast and while I'm sleeping. Um, then I would say, uh, teach. Yeah. And maybe you're already teaching. Well, great. Get other people to teach, encourage other people to teach. We need more people. And, and when I say teach, um, I guess it doesn't have to be a meetup. It could be a blog post. Um, it could be at work, just teaching coworkers. But I would say that in person, like at meetups in your local, you know, local town, it's just really, I don't know, it just really helps, man. It really does. And it changed my life again. If, for instance, Yareev didn't come to, to my meetup and teach everybody about segues, and then I met him, and, you know, we ended up doing a bunch of stuff together, and he ended up, you know, kind of recommending me for this job. Like, I don't know. I, who knows, like, what would have happened. Um, yeah, so if you are some someone who's, like, super advanced and you already know all this stuff, that's great. Share that knowledge with other people. And maybe you're really busy and you can't do that. And that's fine. But if, you, uh, if you're looking for something to do, uh, I would say that's a good one. Look up, look up your local meetup and, uh, yeah, and teach. All right. So that will do it for this episode. Um, again, thank you so much for, for listening. It's been a really great, uh, been a great season. And we will be back January uh, 17th, 2017. You can look forward to more fun, more guests. And um, I'm still, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'll, I'll be, I mean, I am going 
uh, for, you know, on vacation, but I'll still be available online. If anybody has any questions, you know, I'll be on Twitter, hit me up. And yeah, I guess I will talk with you guys in 2017. How about this? Since we always end every episode with uh, one piece of advice, um, why don't I give, uh, give you guys some piece, uh, piece of advice? You know, if you are out there and you're, you know, you're listening and you've been working on this stuff and you're kind of, you know, maybe you're new and you're just starting out or something, it's still not, uh, it's still not making sense. I would say if this is something you really want to do, just stick at it and go, go find other people that are also learning and share your knowledge with them. One of the most important things that ever happened in my life was share, was, was the meetup sharing my knowledge. And then at one particular meetup, I remember it was at BizHaas in Marina Del Rey. Rick, uh, Rick's, Rick, um, I can't remember his last name. Rick, uh, one of my meetup members was there. And he was like, man, you're really getting good at this. And I was actually in a kind of in a moment where I was going to give up, actually. I was like, I don't know if this is really for me. I don't know. And I was going to give up. And then after the meetup, he came up to me and was like, man, Garrick, you're really good at this. You're, or you're, you know, you're getting good at this. Like I'm impressed about how, you know, fast you're going. And uh, I just saw Rick the other day at SoCal Code Camp and I told him straight up, I was like, I remember that moment. That's so important to me. Thank you so much. And so uh, what I mean, to, what, what I mean to say to you is if you are, you know, you're really enjoying it, but you're struggling, that might be a good opportunity for you to go out, meet other people and share your knowledge with other people because you can teach them and maybe get positive um, feedback. Now, if you are, um, you've been doing this for like six months to a year and you're about to um, maybe start interviewing for a job, uh, I could definitely give you a couple pieces of advice. Um, I actually just had a conversation with Alistair Cooper uh, a couple weeks ago. He's been doing this for, for a little while now. It's two apps in the app store and he's um, full force trying to get a, a job and I know he's going to do it. I believe in him for sure. And yet, you know, and we kind of talked about like what could he do and I talked about a couple things. Um, the biggest one is uh, meeting people. And, you know, we say networking, but I don't really mean networking because to me networking means like you're going out to meet people to network, to push, you know, like kind of specifically. It's almost like inauthentic. But what I was saying to him was like really meet people and develop relationships. And it doesn't even have to be that many. It could just be one or two. And the way that, uh, the way that looked for me was doing my meetup and then meeting Yareev, right? And like, I'm telling you, he, you know, I just got, I don't know if I got lucky or whatever it was, but like, because I developed that honest, genuine relationship with him, when the time came, he had an opportunity, he recommended me, right? And so I told, uh, I told Alistair, just go out and build relationships, like real relationships, um, however that works for you. So for him, he's leading sessions. And um, for instance, uh, a couple of my meetup members, they're coming to my meetup. They're also leading sessions. And one of the other meetup members was looking for someone to like tutor them. So, um, so Raghav and Iman, they tutored this person. And then she was just like, you know what? Actually, just make it for me. I'll pay you. I think now they're like starting their own like independent iOS development like kind of thing. Anyways, get out there is kind of what I'm saying. Get out there, meet people and build relationships, real ones. Don't just network. Um, and then I would say the other is obviously... You always have to just be um, upping your, you know, leveling up your skills. So that's a given. Continue to work on learning this stuff. But in addition to to that and to meeting people, I would say uh, just do something else that shows you, you know, that shows something about you, your skills or your passion. So if that's like 
having a GitHub with some open source projects or contributing to open source Swift or leading sessions or being a, a having your own podcast like like this one or maybe being a host on this podcast or having a blog like Alistair has a blog called Swift Code Composer. Uh, Raghav, I think, has like a little uh, blog, too, um, you know, or having a YouTube page where you're like doing videos, uh, whatever it is show you know have something else so that when you go into an interview you can be like look this is what I do this is who I am and it shows that you're passionate um you know if you're you know if you have like a computer science background and you you know you got like straight A's maybe that you don't need that kind of stuff but if you're like me and you were in a career transition like that really helped um let's see and then I would say a piece of advice for people who kind of have a job already um I would say kind of go back to what I was saying about being a better collaborator and maybe also being like a, a teacher. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that. And uh, maybe you guys can do that, too. Uh, we all can be better collaborators and we can all be um, better students and better teachers. Um, so, yeah, so share your knowledge. If you have all that knowledge in your head, uh, share it. All right, that will do it, folks. Thank you so much. Have an amazing holiday uh, you know, time. And I'll see you in 2017. Bye-bye. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Swift Coders podcast. Feel free to share the show with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or recommend us on Overcast. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, contact me on Twitter. Until next time. Go swiftly, my friends. Thank you.